the antidote then is not trying to quote unquote not worry. Okay. I hear this a lot out there in pop psychology, right? Instead of avoiding the feelings of anxiety, what I want you to do is actually take yourself back to that moment that you're most fearing and then imagine in vivid, minute, second by second detail what will come after that moment. Welcome to Heal Your Relationships. This podcast is all about healing your marriage and your other close relationships without waiting for the people around you to change. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita Sun. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends. Happy Thursday. We are getting to spend some time together again this week, and I'm super grateful. That means I'm alive. That means you're alive. And it means that we have the resources and the kind of life where we can spend a few minutes together via this podcast. What a blessing. So today I wanted to touch on a theme that's been coming up a lot in my one-on-one sessions with my private clients and also in our programs. Three different clients have bought a version to me of the same problem in the last week. And that problem is catastrophizing, worrying about the future to the point of feeling paralyzed and not being able to move forward either one way or the other. They're not able to drop the topic or the idea or the project, but they're also not able to make any sort of forward momentum. They're suspended in midair. And that feels really uncomfortable, right? Because you know by in the back of your mind that not doing anything itself is going to become its own decision. You know that. And so there's a little bit of a panic in the back of your mind thinking that, oh my gosh, I'm really just watching life pass me by here. And at the same time, you truly feel scared about what might happen if you took A, B, or C action. So one of my clients is worried about marketing her private practice. She started a new private practice, a physician, and she needs to get the word out there to let her colleagues and the community know that she has this new private practice, right? Unless people know that you started a private practice, how can they send patients your way? Even if they are the perfect patients whose lives you could absolutely change, they can't be helped because no one knows that you and your private practice even exist. So she's scared of putting herself out there because in her mind, the thing that comes up is if I do any sort of what she considers marketing, it will come across sleazy. And to her, sleazy means that people will lose respect for her, she'll lose her reputation, and she will be ostracized in some way. And as human beings who really rely on and need to feel belonging and connection, We will do anything to try to avoid being ostracized. So it makes sense that given the thought and the belief that she has, that she is paralyzed makes absolute sense. Another client isn't sure whether she wants to leave her marriage or not. Should I stay? Should I go? These are the reasons I should stay. These are the reasons I should go. I don't know what to do. I can't move one way or the other. And for her too, when she imagines divorce, It seems like a catastrophe. It seems like her whole world will be bleak 
she'll feel like a failure. She will see the kids less. And that's the end of her imagination. And for the third client, it was around having a difficult conversation with her sister about something that happened many, many years ago. Should I do it? Should I not? So what I want to actually bring your attention to here, which a lot of people miss, I think, is the fact that even though these sound like very different situations on the surface, what's happening at a neurophysiological level, what's happening inside the brain is that each of these people, they're imagining what would happen if they took that action. And their imagination takes them to one end point in the future. So for the person who is thinking about marketing, she can only catastrophize to one point in the future, which is she has lost respect and reputation and is ostracized and is coming across lazy. That's it. Her entire playbook, her imagination stops there. And then it seems like her entire life will be just a repeat of that moment of shame and feeling sort of rejected by the group of people that she respects. That is all from that point on she can imagine is her life. The same thing for the person who's thinking about, let's say, divorce. All she can imagine is sitting alone in a dark room, not having any companionship, feeling like a failure, her mom or her sister calling her and saying, oh my gosh, you shouldn't have done this. And she's missing her kids. That snapshot of what she's imagining is the worst, worst thing in her mind that could happen, right? And it's all encapsulated in an image in her mind. And that's it. There is nothing after that because her entire life in her mind then is just a repetition, a replay of that moment in time of despair, loneliness, shame, feeling like a failure and missing our kids. This is the problem. Catastrophizing could be just useful worrying and anticipating what problems or feelings might come up and making a plan for it. It could be that, but instead it becomes a way to stay in limbo. It becomes a drug of paralysis. Why? Because that moment that you're most scared about that might happen in the future, that your brain is saying, oh my God, that is the worst thing. And this is how that snapshot of your life moment will look. That's not the problem. The problem is that your brain stays there and tells you that there's nothing else that can happen after that, that your life will not go on, will not have wonderful moments after. It just takes you to that moment and then keeps you there. This is why it becomes paralysis. So the antidote then is not trying to quote unquote not worry, okay? I hear this a lot out there in pop psychology, right? Just stop worrying, distract yourself, meditate, go for a walk. All that is great. However, you still have to make this decision. And then when you start thinking about it, you're paralyzed again. So instead of avoiding the feelings of anxiety, what I want you to do is actually take yourself back to that moment that you're most fearing and then imagine in vivid, minute, second-by-second detail what will come after that moment. Let's think about how we might do this with someone who is worrying about marketing her practice. Okay, so her mind says, oh my gosh, I'm putting up a post on social media 
and nobody has liked it. And instead, uh, another friend I noticed posts an article 10 minutes later about how sleazy marketing is on social media. So now multiple feelings have come up. She's staring at the laptop. She's pressed the button. No one has liked it, which is rejection, which is feeling ignored, which is feeling ashamed, which is feeling like a failure. And then on top of that, in her mind, her friend either posts something or maybe she overhears someone talking about how sleazy it is to market on social media, which then adds the feeling of ostracized and not belonging and being excluded or being othered by a group of people that you admire. So that is the moment. That is her worst moment that could happen. How she uses what I just taught you is to go back to that moment in vivid, full detail. Actually imagine the feeling of the chair that she'd be sitting on, the feeling of the clothes on her skin, hair on her, you know, back, and the light of the laptop on her face, the laptop and and the desk that she can feel as she's leaning on the desk, and she's feeling that flutteriness of the anxiety and pressing the submit button to upload that post. And then... She has this other post pop up 10 minutes later and all those feelings flood her. All those negative feelings flood her. Then she starts imagining what happens in the next second. So maybe she imagines sitting back in the chair, shaking a little bit, feeling really worried, maybe panicking to try to see if she can remove her post, right? So she's imagining all that. And then she imagines five minutes later, too late, People have already seen her post. Even if she removes it, the people that she is worried will see it, have already seen it. And she imagines that moment when she actually notices that the people that she most wants to control her reputation or image around have already seen her post. And she's imagining that sense of doom and gloom. Oh my God, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. They've seen it. What will people think? Is that why she posted? All of these things are flooding her now. Then she imagines the next moment where five minutes after that, she sat at the laptop for a while and stared at it. There's nothing new happening on the laptop. She can hear the clock ticking. She notices that she's a little bit hungry and she's feeling a little cramped because she's been sitting in one position in a strained posture and she's noticing that her back hurts and she's a little hungry. And she notices herself taking a deep breath, getting up, stretching, doing a little shimmy shake, shaking off the anxiety or the worry, telling herself it's done, there's nothing to do about it. Okay, let's go get something to eat. She imagines herself, how does it feel? The sound of her shoes on the floor, the feeling of her clothes, the feeling of picking up her bag and putting it on her shoulder. She's heading, she's feeling the the doorknob as she's opening the door and heading out to go get something to eat. Then she imagines, 10 minutes later, she's actually sitting at a cafe eating a sandwich and the sandwich tastes freaking good. It tastes really good. And she catches herself thinking, huh, I've never had this particular sandwich before. Is this a new thing at this coffee place? Oh, it must be because of the new management. I really like their new menu. Gosh, I have to ask, I wonder if they'd give me the recipe for what they put in this sandwich spread. Then she notices that her mind goes back to what happened with the laptop 
and she's feeling overwhelmed but not as panicked as before. Okay, then she notices that the sun is really bright coming in through the window and she's sort of squinting. So then she imagines herself rummaging in her back for her sunglasses. She puts it on and she imagines herself going, ha, ah, that's nice. I can feel the warmth of the sunshine, but it's not glaring in my eyes. I'm so glad I bought my sunglasses. And she's sitting there and eating her sandwich that's so yummy with her sunglasses and the warmth of the sun. And her mind goes back again to the laptop and she's like, oh, what a cringe. I'm glad I got that done. It's over. It's not the end of the world. People can like it or not like it. Okay. She's still feeling some anxiety, some hesitation. So then she imagines, half an hour after that, that she reaches out to her best friend or her mom or somebody that she trusts. And she texts them and says, I did it. I put it up on social media and now I'm cringing. Help. And she imagines this person texting or calling back and saying, I just saw your post. Way to go. Did you notice that a couple of people had already commented and said, I'm so glad to hear that you started your practice. I have a couple of patients that would be perfect and I didn't know where to send them. Did you notice that you got two comments like that? And now you're like, what? Really? And you can feel a little bit of your anxiety turning to a little bit of anxiety mixed with pride and on and on and on. Do you see what I'm doing here? I am hand-holding my brain and walking with it past that worst cringy moment where my brain wants to stay and pretend that that would be the only moment that would play on repeat for the rest of my life, which is impossible. It's not true. But we forget that. So instead of avoiding the anxiety or the worry or the catastrophe that you think might happen, actually go there, go to that moment, feel all the feelings flooding, see it in exquisite detail, right? You should be able to sense the sun on your face and the rough feeling of the blanket on your lap or and the weight of the laptop on your on your lap or whatever it is right maybe the dark of the room if your worst moment is you sitting alone in a dark room go there don't run away from it go there feel it in fine detail and then walk yourself second by second minute by minute over the next 24 hours over the next 48 hours and you will notice that you're, despite feeling horrible, you're also noticing the taste of the coffee. You're also laughing because a friend sent you a funny gif. You're also enjoying the stretch from getting up from the chair. You're also looking out and seeing the daffodils and you're surprised that the daffodils have already bloomed. All these things are also happening because that moment is not the final moment. It is one moment. It is literally just a snap of a finger. And then there are other moments. The next moment, the next moment, the next moment also has all the other pleasant mixed feelings that life has that you had those same mixed pleasant feelings before that cringy moment that you're thinking about. And those same pleasant mixed feelings will continue after as well. Nothing stops. Nothing is irreparably 
you know, changed and you, you just, your life will never be the same. In fact, most of your life will be exactly the same. So that's what I wanted to share with you inside Heal Your Relationships, which is our flagship program. I take you through a customized process depending on what it is that you're most scared of. Sometimes it's not a decision. Sometimes it's a situation, right? Maybe you're worried about how your spouse will react around parenting. Or maybe you guys have differences around money. Just thinking about that makes you so anxious that you can't approach that conversation. Whatever it is, we will customize it and we lead you through it such that your anxiety at the end of it is just barely palpable. You can sense it, but it's no way, shape or form taking over your clarity and your confidence and your competence in any moment. But I wanted to give you a sort of a sneak peek, an overview into what that process looks like. So you can take it, even if you're not in one of our programs, try it out and use it. Because even with just the sneak peek and and the overview that I gave you, there are multiple more steps to this. But just this alone will give you a lot more uh, resilience and a lot more control over your own life and the future that you want to design. I hope that was helpful. I love you. I hope you have a great rest of the day. And I will see you in a few days. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like access to our marriage repair toolkit, you can go to www.healyourrelationships, all one word, healyourrelationships.com and look for free training. I'll see you there.